You guys, we have such an exciting show for you today. I'm fangirling so hard. I know Elle is too. I'm your host, I Peter really Panos, here with Elle Murasaki. And we have the one, the only king of reality TV producer extraordinaire, pretty much produced every show you guys have been obsessed with forever. The one and only Carlos King is here with us today. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me on LMP Tall. Thank you. I'm going to retire after this because, like, what's next? <laughs> yeah. And I'm only going by Pitar from now on. So I'm, I'm the artist formerly known as Peter as of now. Officially changed. I love it. I love it. No, thanks for having me on. I'm super honored to be here. Oh, thank you for having, for taking the time, honestly. We start you are busy child booked and busy is beyond <laughs> what we can even compare like imagine us peter we're like oh my god we're so busy and then people like carlos <laughs> king pop up i'm like actually we're not <laughs> we're not doing anything <laughs> you I guys love it. know I love it. here at hot topics we're all about getting to know the human behind the podcast so we start off every episode and i am so honored to get to ask you this carlos king how are you oh my god why do i want to cry <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so funny. No one asked that question. Oh, that's kind of making me sad a little bit. Um, We're getting oh, deep not, already. This is, this is a safe space. You I, have to get know. Hot over here. I know. I'm like, let me get myself together. <laughs> um, no, listen. Listen, I am beyond blessed. I wake up every day thanking God for waking up, obviously, but also for like this life I get to live in. Listen, I'm busy. I was literally talking to my PR team yesterday. We had a meeting and they were too, were like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> and they said, are you exhausted? I said, actually I am. And before this call, I took a 10 minute nap because everything just came at me once. And I was like, I just need 10 minutes. So yeah. Like you said, looks. Am I busy? Yes. Am I booked? Yes. And God is good, and I give Him all the praise for it. Um, but overall, listen, I'm fine. I don't cry for me, Argentina, honey. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. But, but thank you for asking that. Absolutely. Listen, them ten minute naps they piss me off. I can't do nothing with no ten minute. I wake up angrier than I went to sleep. <laughs> what you have to do a studio nap. You have to do it with your with if you nap with your legs up in the air. It it's like someone told me it's an equivalent to like. Like if people are in the studio and they put their legs up and they're like sleeping on the chair. Someone told me they could be lying, but I believe it that it's equivalent. It's like a 45 minutes because oh, of the way that. you're, yeah, we haven't had any mean, doctors when, on the show yet. When Bash but. comes home tomorrow, I'll be sleeping <laughs> with my legs. I'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I know he'll be thinking like your legs is up, honey. That means something else, child. And you're like, I have three more minutes of my nap. Don't try anything funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you know we're getting ready to get hot in here. We're getting ready to slide Ooh. into the segment, What's Hot? This segment is just designed to kind of talk about all the things that we've seen floating around the social media. You know, Mr. Carlos King is the king of being in these TikTok and comment streets. So let's get into it. <laughs> Carlos, I was... I was listening to, and I won't, I won't throw this person out there, but another black reality TV star. Um, and he was talking about how reality TV wasn't for him because in his experience um, on multiple shows, they wanted him to fit a certain type 
of black mm-hmm. person. And, and we hear that, you know, different content creators and people who say these things. But my question is how much of reality TV is, I need you to do this like this. And how much of it is, baby, these cameras is only going to film what you give it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and can we say his name? I'm curious, like who it is. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Look, I, I don't think she boys, even told me who it was. Yeah, I'm like Portia. Who said that? Who said it's that? A, um, it's a chef, a celebrity chef from a Top Chef. So he's done some Top Chef. Oh, that's stuff. different. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm you like, know, he okay, was God. he was talking about the Tabitha Brown of it with her Food Network issues and kind of just uh, like how they wanted him to them to okay. fit like a certain lane of black. Ah, uh, okay. So, well, that I'm glad you said that because my answer was and still is going to be. I can only talk about these shows that I produce because I do get this question asked a lot. Like, is reality real? Is reality fake? And my answer is always the shows I produce <laughs> are very real because I also can watch other reality shows and be like, oh, this is so <laughs> fake and phony. And who got the script? Is Shonda Rhimes on set? Or do we have <laughs> Ava DuVernay, honey? Because they called in Debbie me- Allen. <laughs> oh, because honey, it's a different world. Yes. Mm. So <laughs> when it comes to my shows and my team, and I think that's the reason why, if, even if you look back to me producing Atlanta Housewives, the first two seasons of Jersey Housewives, when I was an, an, an associate producer, mm. um, you see the realness from the talent. And even on Love and Marriage, Huntsville, DC, Detroit's coming out, Bell Collective. When you look at my shows that my company produces, you can't fake that. You can't yeah. fake Melody and Martell having an argument. You can't <laughs> fake Tisha and Marcel conversation about housewife to boss and how he wants to keep her in a box. And to your other question about how much do you say, okay, I need you to do this. So, and that's a good question. So I want to explain that because the producers are there to make sure things make sense, right? So for example, if we're shooting a scene where, I'll just give Melody Martell as an example, right? If we're shooting a scene where um, Melody and Martell are having a disagreement together about um, you know, child custody issues or being in court and, and they're having this deep conversation, then it's our job to say, okay, y'all talked about this, so Melody, <laughs> Who would you talk about, the, who would you um, mention this to um, as a follow-up? Oh, I would talk to my mom. Would you talk to Tisha? Um, maybe, are you comfortable? Yeah, I'll do it. Okay, let's talk to Tisha instead because she's a cast member. So those are things that we do because a lot of people are like, what in the world do producers do? Are you forcing these people to say things? And it's like, no, our job is to make sure that it makes sense for the audience. We don't tell them what to say. We don't tell them how to say it. But it is our job to have a story make sense because if you look at your own individual life, let's be very clear. Mm. I may be mad at my best friend on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And by Wednesday, I'm busy thinking about something else. And then on Thursday, you may say, what if it happened to you and your best friend? I'll be like, oh, girl, I forgot. <laughs> oh, right? Oh, I forgot. Oh, no. So our job is to make sure you don't forget. Don't forget. Yeah. So okay. look at it that way. That's, well, I, that's an interesting I, lens to put it through. <laughs> no, that's such a great way to put it because I saw you did some interview where you were talking about Potomac and Potomac obviously had a weird season the last season. And you were saying how that's what happens when the cast members 
try to produce the show and that's why it doesn't click the way it normally does so that makes sense yes and and potomac is a great example of a show that i listen i love potomac um and listen every season has as good as bad and as ugly and i think last season was a good example of a show that has so much potential that got comfortable um where the cast oh, got comfortable sure. Right, for sure, <laughs> like, okay. for sure. Like no, Let, nobody's like gagging for it anymore on the cast yeah. side. Like you know, yeah, yeah. Everybody's the, like, this the is hunk- a nice check. Let's go to dinner. Exactly. Hunk- what do, girl? I got ten minutes, so let me expose you really quickly and light <laughs> the flame and go home and watch All American on the CW. So that's what Potomac was giving last real season, bad, right? Yeah. So that's why I. I now am able with my podcast slash YouTube channel, I'm now able to speak to the entire production of things because you can't always blame the cast members because once again, the producer job is to have things make sense. And that's why I'm now telling people and teaching people, no, producers need to also be held accountable if things don't really make sense because it is their job to do that. Right. Very much so. I think Beverly Hills did that um, when they shook up their like um, the the cast members, producers. Like they shook it up, and it was like it's it's getting a little it's getting a little comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I even because you know people love to read me, like you said, girl, on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, the you blog. You be out there fighting for your life. I'd be like, no, yeah. like that. <laughs> I know. Am I right? Just be like, y'all like a mess with Carlos King. I'd be like, thank you, but. <laughs> I even had to, with my busy schedule, I had to fly down to Huntsville before we started this season because I saw some troubling things and I saw that things needed to change and needed to happen and all of these things that I witnessed. So I took it upon myself. I literally, child, I was in Huntsville for six hours because <laughs> I was oh busy. God. I had other things to do. So I was and like, I come, we're going to handle right. this and then I'm going to leave. Once, once I tell Child. y'all what y'all need to do, get right, because I'm on the plane. Yes. <laughs> I did gone. that because it's my job as a producer. I created the show. I'm the executive producer of the show. My company produces the show. So I take that responsibility. So I flew down, and that's why people have noted. They're like, Carlos, for you to be able to get the core six cast members back in the same room, because we didn't see that coming after that reunion. Did not. It's a testament to a producer putting himself out there or herself out there saying, we have to make things happen. So I always try to practice what I preach. But that's the difference between a leader and a boss, though. Absolutely. Steps in and says like, okay, team, like we have something to do. A boss will say, y'all ain't acting right, get it together. And that's why you've been so successful, I feel like, because you you know what you're doing. And you, like we were talking before we hopped on um, about the shows we watched growing up, like, you know what real people who love pop culture and these things crave and like what we watched that worked before. And I feel like you're good at taking that and not letting it be stale and making it evolve into something better that like is going with the times and is still modern, but still has that nostalgic feel to it that we grew up watching yeah because I feel a big responsibility in my position to make sure that I provide great television for people because I won't ever take for granted that people take time out of their busy day right to sit at home sit on the couch with so many options now that we have streamers and and everything else um 
to watch one of my programs. I don't take that for granted. And I always want to make sure that I'm at least giving them everything that I'm able to do in addition to my wonderful castmates to ensure that people are entertained. And child, when it comes to Huntsville, honey, that is a cult following and they don't play no games. And Not I one. love y'all. Anyway. <laughs> they they played no games. Speaking of no games, Carlos, we interviewed my friend Shamari yesterday and Ron. You may DeVoe. have heard of you may have heard, you of, may have heard of the both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um sounds familiar. Uh and you know, I had to ask about Blueprint because I was so invested in the Encore. The Encore is one of the best shows I think that has ever been made. Yes ever like especially growing up a kid that loved 90s r&b and the peak of early of course the peak of the early 2000 girl groups that was like a dream come true to have a show like that and only you i feel like could come up with that my cousin drove over every week from her house to my house so we could watch it together like as just and just like relive our childhood like we were standing on the couch and stuff my husband Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you too for that. That means a lot to me. Seriously, it, it really does. No, y'all that, that one. Oh my God, no crumbs. But I had to ask about. We were all so excited to get Blueprint, and then and then Blueprint didn't happen. And Shamari was telling us that you were so supportive and you were so instrumental in like trying to keep it going and get them to tour and do something because the EP was so good. Like the show at the end was so good. I know. <laughs> Look, I, <laughs> and, and, and the reason why people um, respond to me is because I, I can't fake how I feel, right? I'm very, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So yeah. the reaction you're getting is me still feeling very disappointed in how things ended up with the group. Um, Shamari is 1000% correct. I even offered to manage the group. She they said told that. us. <laughs> they said She's like, he was like, managed PR. He wanted to like, do socials. <laughs> we yeah. got to figure this out. Carlos King with his busy schedule. I said, <laughs> I will manage you girls. I Let me tell you how deep I got with, with, with Blueprint. I said, I'll manage you. I will create um, a label if I have to. I said, I oh. will put money up. I will personally invest my personal income into the group. Wow. I will do whatever it takes. And we had a meeting and <laughs> someone asked, um, what's your vision with the group? And I said, I want you guys to be this. I want you guys to be the most current version of Destiny's Child. And one Oof. of them laughed. And I said, that's okay. I, I, I dream big. I don't yeah. do anything. <laughs> I yeah. said, I don't do you anything half-assed. If, if you can't see that for yourself, then maybe this isn't going to work out because I'm not going to sit up here and invest my time, money, and effort into this group if we're mm. not going to try to win a Grammy. I even said to one of them, I will get an endorsement for you ladies. Like I, right. and, and, and I literally put money up to show them I was serious. And... It, it it was unfortunate that it didn't work out. Keely got pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, this was still in the middle of COVID. So oh, yeah. Keely felt that it's COVID, I'm pregnant. If we're, if we're touring, I don't know if I'm able to C be around, C you know, cigarettes and smokes and all that stuff and COVID and, and I'm pregnant. Um, 
so Killy could not proceed. And one thing about that group is each one of them are instrumental to the group. So you can't just do like the girls with no Keely. You right. need Keely. Because who gonna say, why didn't get me triggered? Like we need that. <laughs> I was just you like, know? I just want to shake my ass to skeletons. Like that's exactly. like all I want. You no. and the skeletons <laughs> in your closet is talking. We got, like we're Come in the on. middle of a marital oh. feud over skeletons. Okay, but skeletons <laughs> hits different when they're like, outside of yeah. your oh, don't, don't start yeah. don't start <laughs> yeah. we, can we can we meet in the middle with bird's eye view at least I, no, we can say, I have a bird's eye view of this and I, i'll say this much i will say this healy is open to reuniting with the group yes please um <laughs> now, now now that she's had the baby miss keely and i don't know you guys Listen, we want it. The testament, to, the <laughs> testament to my success is the fact that I just, I go balls to the walls and I don't give up. So, um, stay tuned. Well, you I'm let us know what you need, and we will do it. Yeah, we will do well, it. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to move on to the next segment that we call "It's Getting Hot in Here," and this segment is designed to get to know our guest as a human behind the celebrity persona so everybody take off your clothes no i'm just kidding keep your clothes on <laughs> um <laughs> yeah the plastic <laughs> so we i want to get to know we obviously know carlo carlos the artist i want to know um when did you fall in love with tv and are you making the type of art that you said you wanted to make when you first started good question um first i fell in love with tv my earliest memory of me realizing and being conscious of the fact that, oh boy, you love some television. <laughs> I was probably 12 and yeah. you, you two are much younger than me. So I'm going to say a show you may or may not have heard of. Oh my God. How young do you think we are? I, I don't think you're my big age. So you guys are younger. So I'm going to say a show. You tell me if you remember. <laughs> I'm so 29 plus five. Yes, honey, I'm much younger than you. <laughs> so you're not going to remember this show more than likely. Okay. So I was 12 years old and BT had this show called Teen Summit. Mm -hmm. I don't know who don't remember, but I do. <laughs> okay. So see, Pitoa doesn't remember it. It's okay. <laughs> so the host of Teen Summit was this woman named Ananda Lewis. Mm -hmm. And I literally would watch that. It came on every Saturday at noon. And I'm one of I, I'm one of 10 siblings, right? So oh you have to fight for the television, right? That the kids were allowed to watch this one because my father had the one watching sports. <laughs> and, I, and clearly I wasn't watching sports. <laughs> so you and I, me both. Okay, good. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Guilty. So I would watch her every Saturday. And that's when I realized like I want to get into television. And at the time, I said, I want to be a talk show host. That was my vision. Honestly, I honestly, I, this is why they said don't make plans um, because God's going to laugh at them. You could not have told me that I would produce in reality television at this scale and be mm -hmm. known as the king of reality television because at 12 years old, there wasn't anything called reality TV. So it wasn't even 
in my something mind. Something that you could connect. Yeah, it wasn't. I just, right. I, I want to be a Nanda Lewis, right? <laughs> so, I don't have time to watch sports. Yeah, like, child, please. <laughs> so when I, when I moved to New York City, interned at The View, I was like, oh, TV is interesting. But again, it was daytime talk. And I was like, is this what? Really? And like, it wasn't until I got the job in 2008 to be an associate producer for the Real Housewives of Atlanta that I caught the reality bug and said, oh, baby, mm. got it. <laughs> I understand the assignment. And yes, now- Candid. Yes, thank you. <laughs> now, 15 years later, I am definitely creating shows and producing shows that I have envisioned for myself when I first started to produce reality TV. That's amazing. Love that. I do love that. Cause like, and that, that's a quick 15 years. Like I knew it because like I know how to add. But like when you said it out <laughs> loud, you're like, you're like, damn, like you did that in 15 years. Like yeah. But, but, oh, but even so, 15 years seems like a long time and it doesn't at the same time. Cause it's like it, it the time just goes by so fast. But and only you know the blood, sweat, and tears that you put in in those 15 years. Cause people just see the polished finished version all the time yeah and people don't get to see like everything that went into it so like that's like such a huge feat and your love for these things is what set you apart and what set your shows apart even if people didn't know you yet as mm -hmm. this like mega producer extraordinaire king of everything um like they they loved the show like through you because you did it through the eyes of somebody who genuinely loves these things so I think mm. that's what that's what made everything so special Wow, resonates. I never saw it that way. Okay, so on Two Teas in a Pod, yes. you were very vocal about it being time for Melissa to hop off of the hamster wheel. And Peter, listen, you disagree? <laughs> I, I try to stay like <laughs> as neutral as possible, unless it's with Marge, because Marge is messy. Um, other than that, uh, and, and Giselle, other than that, and Ramona, I guess I'm pretty like um, neutral. Um, Cause you know, Polo's the one where you swing the you swing the ball, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Po um, but go I ahead, just... Gail. What about it? <laughs> what about it, Gail? Um, no, but you've been very vocal about her needing to hop off of the hamster wheel, right? So, in a perfect world, if you could do what needed to be done, what, in your opinion, would have to be done to make season fourteen spectacular? <laughs> I have to catch myself. I'm like, Lord, it's gonna sound like a big read, and that's not my intention. But you saw me like, <laughs> I'm like, dial it back down, Carlos. Right. Listen, I'm just like, I have said this once, and you and you all know this. They'll take a soundbite from me and call me a hater and whatever. I have said once, twice, three, four thousand times. At one point in time, Melissa was great for the show. I've told this to Teresa to her face. I think Melissa's great for the show. You think so? I'm like, absolutely. What she brings out of you and you guys bring out of each other. Yes. It's fantastic television. And no. she said, I disagree. Yes. And I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. And, and that was fine. And we, we, we remain friends. Um, That's everybody good. has, discourse. yeah, everyone has their good times on any show or any job, right? If we want to look at it from a larger scale. And I think at this point in time, it's time for Melissa to go because, and unless you guys can tell me differently, Melissa has offered 
nothing to that show if it had not if, if it did not have anything to do with Teresa. The only storyline I ever remember Melissa having on her own was looking for her long lost sister. And I said, girl, <laughs> is this the Golden Girls or is this um, Sweet Magnolias, honey? Or still Magnolias, child, or Sweet Home Alabama. I am, or Younger the Restless, or As the World Turns. The, so the moment I saw that, again, because I'm a producer, I was like, please tell me you're not doing the quintessential, I'm looking for a family member. Mm-hmm. Girl, that's it. You and Joe never talk about, because let's be clear, there's a lot going on between Melissa and Joe Gorga. That well, they even were... just because they're a married couple. like, And right. I've said yes. this too, I've said like, I, as the producer in my brain, think that 15 years is too long for anybody. 13 seasons, 14 seasons is long for anybody. I personally believe seven seasons, get your coin, get out. You should be able to make a brand, make a thing, make that trampoline bounce, and then go on about your way. And I I always say that. I say, like, I talk about what the girls give me on TV. I know that they're human beings. But if we're talking about what's on my screen... It's it's not a lot of storylines. No, I know that my thing with Teresa and Melissa, just because it's anytime anybody says anything about one and not the other or whatever, people just like jump. And I go at it. I do agree with you, Carlos. And I do agree with you, Elle. I just, I've interviewed Teresa and she was super nice to me. I interviewed Melissa and she was oh, super they're nice both to sweethearts. me. Now so them tree huggers and them Gordon yeah, fans, they don't mess they're around. Toxic. They're so toxic. I... I do agree that at some point everybody runs their course on the show and and then they need to find their new like perspective like their part in the show and I'm just sick of watching them argue you know what I mean so it's just like you know what I mean it's It's like it's so expected it's like stale at this point you know thank you it's it's so expected and listen it's one of those things where they will never like each other no like like, you know how, like, Nene and Kemp used to get into it? But yeah, we, yeah. we love the up, like, Nene up and Kemp and get into it. I want to see 25 <laughs> seasons of it because... Which was like... Yeah, exactly. Like, and, and of course, I was in the literally in the middle of it. Like, girls, separate yourselves. <laughs> but but you always saw that there was, some, there was always a glimmer of hope. Right? right always always with melissa and Teresa, there has never been a glimmer a glimpse a glam no, a no. thank you ma'am it's never been any they literally hate each other like yeah. i'm not even gonna say dislike those two people hate <laughs> each other and because Teresa, listen love or hater i'm 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 speaking facts Teresa literally has given her blood sweat and tears to that show she has Teresa has talked about things, and I'm like, damn, bitch, I don't think I will be. Yeah, she had a baby. Like, man, you want to tell them people that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, Teresa had to deal with watching, which was so terrible, her now ex husband, but at the time her husband, Joe, say, yeah, my bitch wife is on. Like, we just talked about that because Elle said last night we were ranking. I will never let this go. We were ranking which housewives we would, which housewives, husband, we, you know, and her ace in the hole was jo- Juicy Joe Judice. And I was like, why? And it's still in my brain. And I would like to forget I it. And I, I said, can't. I would go to the islands of Bahamas. And the song that would be playing was Rihanna. This whiskey got me feeling pretty. And it's a one and done. Like, I'm not staying. We're not, we not talking. We're not cuddling. She, she mentioned him making the sausages before he went away. And I was just oh, like. Oh, girl. 
No, yeah, with, no, I, I, that is not what I said. I said what is it? The freaks, the, the freaks come energy. out at night. The freaks come <laughs> And out I said, night. when that man yeah. packed wine and sausage to go on that marathon run, I was like, sir, yes. Because like oh. naturally, what else would you pack for a marathon? <laughs> True tea. There you go. True tea. What else would you do? In uh, two ways. That, that's hot. <laughs> is the segment Carlos King we talked about it booked and busy reality with the King love and marriage Detroit love and marriage Huntsville Bell Collective obviously you have to go to his Instagram to get all the dates and the times on everything but you are involved in everything this segment is kind of designed to take us take us back to the beginning a little bit so okay. I'm getting ready to ask I'm getting ready to ask Carlos R King to step yeah baby I've been a fan <laughs> Carlos, like, did I say 15 minutes? Because I meant five. I really got to go now. Yeah, I really got to go. <laughs> oh, no, please. Wait. <laughs> when you were on Love and Hip Hop, as early days, co-executive producers, Carlos R. King, we had this infamous moment with Stevie J, uh, Mimi, and Dr. Ken, right? And we know as fans that that moment was supposed to be like healing, right? It was not supposed mm -hmm. to happen as it happened. Mm -hmm. what was the lesson like that you learned in that moment like as a producer like what was the thing of like yeah nope never gonna do that thing again like did did that teach you something like immediately it's funny um good question I I remember watching Oprah Winfrey and Oprah has always said she's never been to therapy because her show the Oprah Winfrey show was therapy due mm -hmm. to the fact that she will listen to these people's stories and say, oh, I ain't doing that. Or, <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I'll do that. Love and Hip Hop first season. TBJ <laughs> Mimi. I was like, don't cheat, Carlos King. What, whatever you do, don't cheat. And so I, I learned a lot about what not to do in my personal life. Now, professionally, what I learned from that show was you follow the real. And mm. it. when I say to you all, when I was producing Love & Hip Hop Atlanta, I remember we had this other couple that the network was so like in love with. They backed out. And the entire time I was like, I don't understand why people are upset that this other couple backed out because I, I think you guys are underestimating Stevie J and Mimi. Like I'm obsessed with this storyline because it's so interesting because Think about it. They're the first couple on television in history to talk about having a third party in their relationship, right? Which is Jocelyn Hernandez right. at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking, I'm going to work my butt off to make sure that they are the premier couple. So what I've learned from them during all that craziness was when you have intuition and, and although everybody around you don't see it, no one saw it for them in terms of being the premier couple. I was like, no, ma'am, I'm going to make sure. And that's why me, Stevie and Mimi are, and Jocelyn, I literally spoke to them all last week. Like I, yeah. I'm still close to them because I was invested in making sure that we told the real. And at the end of the day, I learned from them, you got to give the real. And that's why you're seeing that with Melody and Martell. I picture Carlos in the bathtub at the end of the night, like Rev Run <laughs> on his show. And he's sending like inspirational like texts to people. And he's just like this. Gotta like, follow the, the real. He's like, he's like this. In the, yeah. And he is a reality yeah. king. Yeah. And then he, he like takes off his reality king robe. And then he's like yeah. in the bathtub. And he's like, 
Really just like sending the Uncle King. Yeah. <laughs> you know me so well. Sorry, I, I die. That I, I need to be on that chain. Well, then we have to we have to ask about Martel and the petition and that messiness. Uh, without giving too much away, what do you think about the viewers so having listen. a petition? Yes, I appreciate the fandom of all my shows because you want somebody to be so invested in it that they start petitions for everybody involved. <laughs> right? So right. I always see the good side of things like, well, at least they watch it and they're invested. Right. Um, listen, the reason why, because the one of the reads that I get from people, you talk about everyone else's shows, talk about your own, talk about this one, talk about that. And I always say to people, <laughs> it's funny that you all think that's a clap back because I'm the one who went on my podcast and said that Robin Dixon should have given the show her reality, should Literally. have not saved it for her podcast. No, her so Patreon. why in the world would I give away something on my podcast and not give it on the show? So right. stay tuned. We have a reunion coming up and I don't give away things for free. Because I don't want my cast to give away things for free. So right. everybody who wants to talk about X, Y, and Z, one thing people know about me hosting reunions, I do incorporate what social media is saying, and we do talk about it and address it. So we're going to talk about it and address it at the reunion. So it's okay. Stay so tuned. tune in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tune in. And tune in. you'll see. Do you think... That that you going on the press run with Martel, like did that play out the way that you envisioned it when you guys said, this is what we're going to do? Great question. You know what's so funny? You never know what's going to trigger people. Like the moment you think That's like, real. let me not do that because that may trigger people. They don't think about nothing. The moment <laughs> you're like, I'm just living my life. And I'm like, wait, y'all mad at this? <laughs> <laughs> this is what... This what got y'all riled up? Now, how did I get well, into it? <laughs> now, why am I in it? Hey, Nene, like, wait, what? <laughs> what I say to you? So it's funny because people said you're trying to salvage his reputation and be his babysitter. I'm like, y'all thought too much into Where? it. <laughs> y'all thought too much into it. The network, so quick story, Martel does not do a lot of press. He's not comfortable talking um, to, um, to people on camera. He's... He's always been that way. That's why when mm -hmm. you watch the show, Melody, when they were married, she was the spokesperson for the relationship. Even right. at the reunions, Martel would sit next to his wife and have her run the show. He, he's uncomfortable being the lead. He doesn't like it. He hates it. He did Love and Marriage Huntsville for Melody. He didn't want to be on TV. He said, my wife has this dream and I'm going to support my wife. Mm. That, that truly was his intention. So... Right. The network said, we want to have Martel do interviews. And they said, well, Chalk and Carlos come with you because <laughs> Carlos likes to call, honey. <laughs> so he was like, okay. And that's how it happened. So the fact that people took that and tried to turn it into something negative is, I'm going to say, it's hilarious to me. Me and him, truthfully, got a laugh out of everybody's comments on it. And you know what? L and Pitoa, that's what made me love him more because I'm like, you can also look at this and take the joke. Like, right. it's yeah. not that deep. 
And and one thing I don't like is when my reality stars take it too seriously. What what people on social media are saying, you gotta you gotta laugh at it, and you gotta keep it moving. The moment and and this, and quote me on this for everyone's listening. The moment a reality star starts to believe the hype of their fandom or they try to alter themselves for social media is the moment mm. they're gone. Like mm -hmm. they're they're gone. Right. And I have personally seen people be removed from the show they have started or made iconic because they took too much inventory in other people's thoughts. And that's why I appreciated that Martell said, I think this is the funniest thing in the world that they think me and you have this chemistry and you're my babysitter <laughs> and you're trying to help my image. We got to laugh at it. And we're going to talk about that at the reunion too. Laugh to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so part. since we are just getting hotter and hotter, the next segment is to Holt. And this segment is a fun game where you're going to build your idea of a Holt show. So Carlos King. King's Court is going to be the name of the show, TM. Okay. And you have to create an ensemble show consisting of five to seven women, but you can only cast women that you've worked with before. And they could, and Elle, I think you said they could be housewives, not housewives. Yeah, it does. You can pull from, from anything. You just have to have worked with them. <laughs> How many? Five to seven. Well, I'm going to choose seven, child. Okay. <laughs> Started with seven and us, I, I was like, he's gonna be like, child, this is oh, too this is gonna give me so much trouble, but whatever, child. Okay, <laughs> again, because y'all know y'all know me, I don't care. All right, Nene Leaks, the greatest mm -hmm. housewife of all time. So I would say Nene, Sheree, Kenya, Melody. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is hard. That's is that four? Mm -hmm. Jocelyn. Hernandez. This is giving. Keely I'm already Williams. watching. Keely. Oh, baby, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here for the broken promises, promises. Give it to us. Keely is messy and I live. I know. Um, <laughs> Jersey, too. We love it. Oh, Teresa, you guys. Of course. Thank you, Elle. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, God, that's hard. I love Ooh. how easy that, that that was hard, but so easy for him at the same time. He's like, oh, do, 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 And of course, you know. I'll, Tune I'll, in I'll, to I'll Real get... Housewives Ultimate Girl Strip Season 6, King Court. There you go. And, and I'll get a text from one of the girls. You didn't mention my name. Blame my, my, Blame Pitar. my heart. Blame Pitar. <laughs> Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm only going by Pitar, Pitar from now on. No, P Carlos, I'm going to call you that. Okay. <laughs> this, this was literally so much fun. My cheeks hurt <laughs> like from laughing so hard. You are such a special human being and you are such a light. And it literally, really, truly is such an honor. Um, Elle and I were fangirling so hard. And I just followed you on Instagram too. When Julia and, said um, yes, I was like, <laughs> 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 Shout you out guys, to Julia. Yes. yes Julia. Check out know. Reality with the King, Love and Marriage Detroit, Love and Marriage Huntsville, Bell Collective. We're going to link everything when the episode airs, so you guys, because there's there's too many of you guys. He's busy. He's booked and He's busy. busy. And obviously on IG, the Carlos King underscore. Where do we start? Yes. No, thank you all. And by the way, this was really fun. You two are really great. Keep this up. Aww, like you two are you. really engaging. You're fun. Um, and you make people feel comfortable. So keep, keep, 
keep that because one thing as the older person speaking, my <laughs> advice would be as long as you continue to be yourself, success will follow. Don't try to do what's trendy, mm. what makes you go viral. Always say, I literally am just being myself and have the, you know, the chips fall the way they're going to be and, and you will be fine. So no, you two are really good at this. Thank you. I can only be Pitor. Yes! <laughs> Keep that and this name, has honey. been Hot Topics with Pitor and L. You guys stay hot. <laughs>